welcome to Say That, podcast for your big questions, get real answers. My name is Matt King. I'm your host here in the city of Chicago. Joining us here is Jed Brewer. Verily. Oh. With us all the way from Oakridge, Tennessee, is Lee Younger. Fie upon me. Ooh. We're starting out literary, and I have a feeling it's not going to stay that way. Nope. Oh, for a muse. Oh, for an emergency of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Once more into the emergency, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I do like, you know, in all the literary devices used, I do like Shakespeare opening a number of his plays with like, I need you guys to pretend this is going to be good. <laughs> I think it is. But like, we, I just got guys, so there needs to be horses and battles, and I need you guys, I need you people to work with me. Matt, I just thought of the phrase, oh, we disgruntled few. <laughs> oh, that's very, <laughs> very good. good. Yeah, I, I, I would like... For like the, you know how streaming shows, you can kind of tell when they were out of money by episode nine and 10. I would really appreciate if the director just came out. It was like, we had a lot of cool stuff planned, but I d- we could only afford stick figures. So I'm going to need your imagination to make up the gap, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. The power of imagination. That's right. We're going to use the power of imagination today as we go through Another of our Oops All Emergencies format, because I don't know if you people have noticed what's going on in the world, but pretty grim Not out great. there, which means two things. One, we could all use a laugh, and two, um, the Christians are making nonsense faster than our one emergency a week formats <laughs> yes. can... Uh, That's certainly true. ...can withhold, so we kind of... They really are. Think of this as a kind of an overflow tank of Christian nonsense. At a certain point, Matt, there's going to be so many... There's going to be so much emergency fodder that even with these dedicated shows, in the normal show, you're going to have to, like, have one of those rolling cages of, like, emergency bingo. Like, sure. <laughs> you, the, little, the, the little ping pong ball comes out with a number. We look on our bingo card, and it's like, oh, this is the Christian nonsense we're going to deal with today. Yeah. I like it. Also, we could start injecting, like, uh, you know how they do, like, breaking news flashes, just just little mini emergencies. Like we don't have time to do it. Be like this congressperson says Jesus was actually from Sweden. We don't think so, but don't have time. Anyway, on to our second lightning round. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the lightning round. So we're going to work through some news stories, some random ephemera. We found uh, some lovely, uh, just some good old fashioned stuff that people are trying to get away with. And your old friends of the say that podcast. We don't really have the authority or the power to stop them, but we can mock them mercilessly. That's and will. That's right. And we start. Let's start gentle. Um, this is a a picture that Lee shared with us. I believe it's from his friend Rob. Of is it gentle? Well, <laughs> comparatively, yeah, maybe so. Yeah, yeah, to where we're going. That's actually true. So it, it is VBS season. Um, if for those of you who never, never had to experience this, blessed though you are VBS, I don't know, I don't know if they do VBS in other countries in America, it's vacation Bible school, which is basically, um, we know you have to put these kids somewhere for this, this daytime in the summer. Why not church? So, uh, this is, and a lot of them have a theme. You can go yep. a little bananas with the theme. So, you know, do superhero and the big church budget and all that. And friends, when Matt says a lot of them have a theme, what he means to say is all of them have a terrible theme. Yeah. Yeah. There's never been a good DPS theme. And skits 
and costumes and the whole shebang. Again, the actual theme of every VBS is free child care. Yep. So there's a, a kind of film that is put on top of that to have a little fun and to really make sure that volunteers go completely insane over a five-day period. Also, when Matt says free, as in free childcare, he means your child will have lots of guilt, shame, and trauma over religious stuff for the rest of their life they'll have to deconstruct in their 20s. But, 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 there will be Kool-Aid. <laughs> that's, for a number of reasons, that's a bad VBS theme. <laughs> Welcome to VBS. We're titling it, There Will Be Kool-Aid. <laughs> Free oh, sneakers yeah. and Kool-Aid at our VBS. Come on up. <laughs> I said that was gentle. Wait, 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 wait. I have got it. This is the thing. It was my birthday recently. Here's the birthday gift that I want. This is the thing. So someone said there will be VBS, right? Sure. I want a Paul, uh, I think it's Paul Thomas Anderson who did There Will Be Blood. Right. Yeah. I want him to direct a movie about Vacation Bible School with Daniel Day Lewis as the headmaster <laughs> of the Vacation Bible wait, School. Wait, wait, wait. Is Daniel Day Lewis doing the full method actor on the Kool Aid Man? Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> wait. So when we interject the Kool Aid Man, is he going to do the like I drink your milkshake thing? But is that about him murdering the Kool Aid Man via drinking? <laughs> yes. The yes. Kool Aid innards. You've got it exactly right. I'd watch every bit of this, yeah. Right? Incredible. There will be punch. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Well, I said we were going to start off gentle, and we got to both mass suicide and uh, <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis murdering the Kool-Aid man against a bad <laughs> mass suicide. Yeah, so a lot going on. Uh, so this may be gentle, com- again, gentle comparatively, uh, but the the sign that was shown to us is for a, a church in least. In my hometown, and Lee's as well. Uh, I'm, I'm going to skip the name of the church. but So uh, we will say, sent to us by our buddy and Matt's uh, WWE compadre, Rob Logan. That's right. Connoisseur, both podcasts and professional wrestling. Two finest things in life. Our buddy Rob. I'm going to skip. I'm going to not mention the name of the church, but the middle word is Baptist, as you'd exactly guess that it might be. <laughs> um, so let me describe this signed as best I can and fellas jump in and fill in the gaps where I miss. Um, so the theme is outbreak colon VBS. Yep. The oh, main gosh. image is a yellow emoji wearing a blue surgical mask. Yep. Oh, gosh. And there is a quote in a speech bubble that says catch the joy virus. Oh. Yeah. And there are also a couple of what appear to be cartoon representations of viruses just kind of dotted across the sign. Okay. Are they, Matt, because of your love for WWE, like, let's assume that in the skit at the VBS, this joyful emoji with his surgical mask is the good guy. Sure. The face, as it were. Indeed. Is there another character that's dressed up as the virus who's the heel? I hope so, because the other option would be some kind of doctor who's supposed to come out and get booed because he thinks he's better than you in the audience. Look, kids, it's Schmanthony Schmouchy. Yeah. He says you should believe in science. (laughs) Boo! 
get him, Joy Virus. Yeah, and then somebody <laughs> smashes the very concept of objective, measurable reality over the head with a folding chair. Yeah. That's how we get where we are. Yeah. <laughs> John Cena's music plays. That's right. <laughs> and that's how all VBSs should end at some point. Um, but here, here's the general point, and we're going to start with this, folks. Now is not the time for your nope. cute pandemic-themed VBS. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I, look, I, I know the emergency, we have a lot of fun. We make a lot of laughs. Uh, v- a lot of people, including some very dear friends of ours, are still grieving the loved ones they lost. This is yep. unbelievable treatment by Christians upon the world. Yes, there was a... There was a book written many years ago by a man who is now uh, disgraced and probably taking down his megachurch with him called The Contagious Christian. And that was fine in like 1998 or whenever he wrote that. But 2022 is really not the time. It was 1998's version of fine. Yeah. A quick Google reveals that the global death toll from COVID um, from reputable sources is estimated at closing in on six and a half million people my gosh dude you're gonna have to wait a very very long time before jokes about that are a good idea yep a very long time i do think that the first time i sent this image to the fellas matt was envisioning a like monkey themed vbs Based on the like maybe two thousand and one movie outbreak, yeah, <laughs> I think that's a very good. You know, you get bitten with the Holy Spirit, and it spreads. Also, given the re- the recent outbreak of monkeypox, I like the idea that somebody started with outbreak VBS and then realized <laughs> that would be insensitive. And be like, you know, what? we're going to go safe. Or kids love it. We're just going to do a nice curious George off brand curious George themed. VBS. And then they opened the, opened the news the next day and just cried unto the heavens. To quote Thomas Cox on, from the other podcast that I'm on weekly, we like to keep the heresies at a minimum. That's what makes this podcast different from Lee's other podcast. <laughs> a, whole, a, a, a VBS that features the Holy Spirit played by a monkey who bites people in order to spread the gospel. That's just comedy, folks. Yeah. Yeah, there's almost no doubt that um, there is a different kind of... If you're going to get a monkey-themed VBS, it's going to be weird, especially in the state of Tennessee. It's going to be weird evolution stuff. But I like <laughs> the idea of just going full 2001 A Space Odyssey. Just like building a nice a nice uh, construct out of bones yeah. and just coming up with the analogy later. Yeah, yeah. Pick something nice and weird. That's don't reference a thing that's killed literally millions of people. Exactly. That's that's not the way to do that. I'm not a superstitious person, but there have been a, a notable number of of outbreaks currently, uh, incru- including uh, the Marburg virus uh, in Ghana, which is a worse form of hemorrhagic fever than Ebola. And so, in my um, in, in I'm again not a superstitious person, but but if I was, I love the idea that there's almost the cosmos is challenging this specific VBS of how bad does it have to get before you will change your branding? 
Like <laughs> how how many how many global pandemics have to be on the verge of happening before you're like, uh, maybe we maybe we shouldn't do that. They already bought it, Jed. They're not changing it. <laughs> <laughs> There's not room in the budget for two themes. Yes. <laughs> I will also say if you're attending a VBS at a small Baptist church in East Tennessee, you have a better chance of catching many of the diseases we've mentioned here than joy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Catch the That's joy the virus. Time. I don't think there's much chance of that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need the hand sanitizer to prevent that. Cause I just don't think it's going to happen. Science joke. Someone would need to be shedding the joy virus in order for you to catch it. Wow. Science burn. And that's what the heel doctor character says right before he gets waffled with a folding chair. Kids, it's Schmidt and he's Schmouchy. <laughs> Thunderous applause from 10 year olds who are all hopped up on pixie sticks. And Daniel Day Lewis is Kool Aid. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Daniel Day Lewis motion capped the Kool Aid man as well. Truly, he is our greatest living actor. Well, from from that bit of uh, maybe a dark take on a, a fairly uh, banal subject, let's let's flip let's flip here and go to another story, which is starts off really insane, but then I think it goes to a delightful place comedically. Um, so this is from a tweet that was captured on a Facebook post from the Coweta County Sheriff's Office in Georgia. Says this. This morning, this is a couple weeks ago, at 7 14 a.m., Sheriff Wood, members of the Coveta, Coweta, there's too many counties in Georgia, by the way. Please take that on board. Please remove at least 14 of them. Sheriff's Office command staff took part in the annual statewide Bible reading. This year was the fourth year that the interdenominational gathering was held. In less than one hour, the entire Bible was read from courthouses in all 159 Georgia counties, with each county reading a section of the Bible. You know, da, 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 da. So you look at that on the face of it and you say, well, that's horrifying because, you know, church and state. And I don't know if you guys have been reading the news, but not the uh, police forces around the United States are not having like a great PR time. But here's the question that I want to bring up. How do you feel if you're one of these 159 groups and you get one of the really unfortunate Bible passages. Oh yeah. Like somebody had to read the, and David brought him the hundreds of foreskins passage (laughs) on the, the County steps and like, try to be very somber about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are ones I'm too bashful to even to relate, even on the non Patreon version of this podcast. Well, actually you've raised an amazing question. They said they did the whole Bible. Did you really do Song of Songs? Uh-oh. Mm? Well, then there, there's those, but then there's also just like the really boring ones. Like, sure. is somebody in some Pickens County, Georgia, like getting the email and be like, oh man, we got to read the part about all the cubits again this year? <laughs> oh, dude, we got Nahum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I think I missed the part where the Bible was a magic spell, where simply <laughs> uttering in it out loud, like, made things better. Because, like, I don't, 
I don't think that's true. Like, living by the principles contained therein would be pretty cool. Interesting. But the the just like the saying the words out loud, like that's like it's not an incantation. That again, that's a different religion. Like which we, we talked about last week. That's that's not this one. I'm looking for something here. Here it goes. You study the scriptures diligently, but this is Jesus speaking in John chapter five. One sure. of the things that we believe was probably read from some county in Georgia. Ironically. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee, you know that irony doesn't exist in Georgia. It was outlawed st- <laughs> in 1993. That's true. They are running Herschel Walker. You study the scriptures <laughs> diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Yeah, funny how that works. Here's a fun one somebody had to read from Psalm 72, a a psalm of Solomon about uh, asking God to endow a leader with justice. May he defend the afflicted among the people and save the children of the needy. May he crush the oppressor. That's Hmm. awkward. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff about justice for the poor and, you know, throwing off the yoke of of injustice and oppression that, again, I'm not counting on the, the members of sheriff's offices and small guys in Georgia to be the most concerned with irony or PR, but... Right. Did that not just hit you a little weird? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. I think Jed really captured the spirit of a movement on that one. I have a gift. Anytime you ask yourself about anyone we would who didn't engage in the type of behavior we'd mention on this show, and you ask, don't they realize that just imagine Jed in your head going, nope. <laughs> <laughs> they do not. Oh, and to another one of those points, that brings me to uh, this story. Right-wing pastor Kent Christmas. Ah. I'm give you a second to lavish yourself in that name. That cannot be his real name. Kent Christmas. Lashes out at those who call him a false prophet for prophesying that Trump would be reelected. Which, you know, I, I hate it when my prophecies don't work out. So that's <laughs> sure, certainly fine. But here's the rationale. Quote, I did, and he was. In the eyes of God and the court of heaven today, the president of the United States is Donald J. Trump. Uh, A lot going on there. One, um, not sure where he found, maybe he should have gone to all those counties in Georgia because he would not have heard the idea of courts of heaven coming up. Not a thing. Yeah. Also, this is a small one. It may be one of the most weird cultic things about the, the whole Trump thing is that because he likes hearing his middle initial to make him sound important, they all do it. Mm-hmm. They only refer to him as President Trump or Donald J. Trump. That's, that's weird. I know it's not the weirdest thing, but it's just the one that's hitting me. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of weird here, so don't hold back. It's all, it's all fair game. Well, the, the weird I would like us to unpack is, given this line of reasoning... Can we just apply this to other things? 
There you go. Like, let's say, and not that I would ever do such a thing. Let's say I were to wager on an athletic competition. Can I go to uh, one of the fine casinos in Illinois here that does this and say, oh, no, 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 no. In heaven, Georgia covered. (laughs) (laughs) So you you can try to not pay out this bet is actually religious discrimination. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, dude. In heaven, the dogs beat the spread. Yeah. Yeah, totally. totally. Or the, you know, you can apply that on a macro level. Be like, well, in, in the, in the, in the kitchen of the great beyond, I actually did do the dishes. So I don't think you get to be mad at me for that. In the, in the spirit realm where we battle with forces unseen, I did those heavenly dishes. Yeah. My battle is not against flesh and blood. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, you know, I really love the dishes example because it points to something that, you know, I got to be honest, like no judgment. I just, I can't relate to, which is like my experience as a person in life who screwed up a fair number of things and had things not work out and whatnot is when I said something and it definitively didn't happen, my experience has been, don't bring it up. Like if I said I was going to do the dishes and I didn't, I don't then say, Hey baby, let's talk about the dishes. I try to stay out of the kitchen. I try to avoid the whole subject. And I love with this, with this update from dude, this is him in his church choosing to talk about this. I love the insistence of, Oh no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to downplay this and try and pretend it like it didn't happen. I'm going to totally just muscle ahead. Uh, Don't, don't slow down at all in any way. That is that's performance art level of absurdity. I mean, that is really impressive. You, Jed, you're talking about a man, a gentleman whose last name is Christmas. Well, he believes in miracles. That that much is clear. That is, yeah. The only other person I know whose last name was Christmas was the character Lloyd Christmas from the movie Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> and that's giving me joy right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking there's there's about a hundred lines from that movie going through my head, and very few of them can really be said on this. Our pets are losing their heads. <laughs> well, the one that's occurring to me is so they find a briefcase full of money, they spend it all, yeah, on you know various uh, orange and blue suits and whatnot, <laughs> and then at the end there's a moment where they give it back to the guy, like the scary gangster or whatever, and he opens it and it's all IOUs. And Jim Carrey just goes, oh, no, those are IOUs. Those are as good as cash. And that kind of tracks me with this guy like, oh, no, no. This is as good as being an accurate prophet. Impressive. <laughs> In heaven, those are as good as cash. Yeah, it's going great, man. It's going great. The number of overlaps between the Dumb and Dumber cinematic universe and the American church just, just continue to flow in. And that idea of Dumb and Dumber brings us to Pat Robertson. Ooh. Oh, my. Where we find a, a screenshot from the 700 Club, which we have previously mentioned that he's semi-retired from, but I, he, like, goes on once a week or something weird now. I forget what it is, but the whole deal. And apparently on one of, these, one of his recent appearances, uh, somebody screenshotted this caption while he's talking, and I quote, there could be demons attached to your thrift store finds. Sure. 
What? Why not? Who told Pat Robertson what a thrift store is? Is my first question. <laughs> Dude. If I recall the background of this, I could have this wrong, but I think someone would basically written and be like, you know, I enjoy going, you know, thrifting. But then it occurred to me, what if some of these items had been in homes where people did bad things and maybe they, they, they bring evil spirits with them. And I, I was concerned. I wanted to ask. And Robertson's like, yeah, no, you're right. There, there could be demons on your stuff. That's, that's totally true. And one of the things that, I mean, there's a lot there to enjoy. And, and I mean, just the complete insanity is at the top of the list. But one of the things that I like just in the spirit of making it worse is thrift shopping is one of the very few things one could find where like, this is only a good thing, right? right? You're saving money. You're lowering waste. It's better for the environment. Oftentimes many thrift shops are either employing people who uh, struggle to find work elsewhere, or they are donating their profits to good causes. Like it's only good. This is, this is only good. You, you need a shirt. You could have bought it at Walmart, but you did it here, which is only good. And we found a way to ascribe something evil to a thing that is only good. That is impressive <laughs> legalism. Well, okay. So, uh, dear listener, uh, both Matt and Jed are well aware of what I'm about to tell you, but I'm, I'm going to tell you a thing, and I'm just going to ask you to trust me on this. Um, my oldest daughter is like one of the most positive human beings that maybe has ever existed. Everything is great. Everything is so fun. That meal was literally the greatest thing I've ever eaten. Oh, that thing you just said is the funniest thing I've ever heard. These are, these are direct quotes from everyday life. She's a human ray of sunshine. She yep. is just absolute, just just a joy grenade that rolls into every room that she walks into. Frag out. Everybody's happier. That would be a better VBS theme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be a joy grenade, kids. <laughs> Pull the pin. Let's do this thing. Frag out. Um, in any case, um, Anna, my my just delightful daughter. She loves thrifting. And here's what I'm saying, guys. I, I think you're right. It's a ridiculous proposition. However, I would like to believe that it's true just for this experiment. I would like to see a demon attached to a thrift store person, a purchase that has to go toe to toe with the sheer unadulterated joy of Anna. That is a Netflix show I would watch. <laughs> yeah. It would be like one of those, Sh- kind of like animated shorts like that they used to put in front of Pixar movies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That were just kind of a self-contained story where Anna becomes friends with the demon and like through the power of accepting it, it becomes a happy demon and is freed from having to live in the thrift shop or something. Listen, I'm going to, let's keep workshopping this. The beginning of the, of the, the Pixar short, the entire score is, is in like total, like double bass shred, you know, metal guitars and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. But once Anna enters the scene, the the you know the the major climax happens. The end, the, the same score, but played on a ukulele. Yeah, there it is. Exactly, there right. it is. Yeah, that's right. You did it. You did it. Yeah, you got to be careful at the thrift shop, apparently, because there's yeah that cable knit sweater really might ruin your week. <laughs> Like, do do these people like? Do you listen to yourself when you talk? I, I mean, 
It's like, honey, look at this Fleetwood Mac album I found at a thrift store. No! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I love as Jed described the kind of underlying, but what if a bad thing happens? And it's like attached to that scripture now. By that logic, you should burn every Southern Baptist church to the ground and salt the earth so nothing ever grows again because bad things happened there. Yeah, and yeah. they lied about it. Yeah, so we shouldn't trust things that come out of them unless they're just objects and no one cares. Yeah. So this is again, this is again a situation where like so when we talked about the uh this Georgia edict that they read through the entire Bible in the same day, much like a incantation or a mantra. Yep. So yep. now we just have like, you know, sp- you know, spiritual baddies uh, living in objects that have the ability to, you know, to turn the fate of a, of a home and a family and people who otherwise are walking with the Lord, presumably. I mean, these are other religions. These are animistic, like, pagan religions that these Christian so-called Christian people are are warning us about. That's right. Yeah. It's going it's going great. Also when Lisa said spiritual baddies, I know he meant baddies in like the the British sense of the antagonist of a piece, but for a second I heard it in like the Megan the Stallion sense and <laughs> it occurred to me that that pro- there probably is a t- a t-shirt to be bought at a Goodwill somewhere with the message emblazoned on it and glitter or some other kind of shiny thing, spiritual baddie. Oh, that's very good. That's and very also good. better VBS theme. Yeah. <laughs> well, to, to, to link the, the Georgia thing and the thrifting thing for a second. So here's my question with the Georgia thing is if it was your time to read, if you stood up and read a chapter from the Silmarillion, would anyone notice? <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh. Jed, that's a great point. The in my mind, far uh, funny, far more antagonistic, maybe a funny version of that is reading a passage from the Quran. <laughs> okay, now look, I'm I'm taking a left turn, but I'm staring, listener. We're we're in an audio medium, but I'm staring at the image that Matt uh, texted me of Pat Robertson with the closed caption. There could be demons attached to your thrift store finds. And now all I all I want in the world is Andy Circus reading that Pat Robertson quote in the voice of Gollum <laughs> from the Georgia State Legislature. While we're stunt casting movies and other entertainment properties, I would totally watch a set like a 700 Club HBO Max series where everyone else is a normal actor, but Andy Serkis mocaps the performance as Pat Robertson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Who apparently at this point, his whole deal is sometimes like, I'm worried there might be demons in this. And he goes, yeah, you should be. Because <laughs> wasn't, it wasn't him. It was like Kenneth Copeland or somebody who did the, I have to have a private jet because there might be demons in commercial flights. Wow. 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 Yeah. That's, a, that's impressive manipulation, man. Can, can I just ask, like, when you when you say demon, do you just mean a thing you don't like? Because like there's bad there's bad food in commercial flights, but that's not yep. a demon. That's just that's just bad food. And like No, Jed, it's not the food, it's the people that have different skin color. 
That's what I don't <laughs> want to be on the flight wow. with. Yeah, I've definitely been on uh, flights with possessed people, but they were possessed by entitlements. Yeah. Not demons. <laughs> Ma'am, yeah. you paid the same $64 we all did for this midway to Houston flight. What did you expect? <laughs> they don't call it spirit airlines for nothing <laughs> game set and match gentlemen demon flight now jed i fear you may have unintentionally given credence to the 700 club because i feel like if a clip went viral of pat robertson saying no no spirit airlines is, is darkly possessed and the spawn of satan most people would go like yeah yeah, yeah that's true you that, got to hand that. it to him occasionally when he's right he's right <laughs> I just like the idea of you boarding a flight. You stow your carry-on in the uh, you know in, in the bin above your seat. You sit down. You finagle this ludicrous seat belt in the flying aluminum tube around yourself, and then a flight attendant comes down and says, "Can I get you something to?" <laughs> Yeah. You're like, I needed the private jet. <laughs> That's right. I've been possessed. <laughs> well, let, let's transition on the subject of both uh, noted private jet enthusiast, Kenneth Copeland, and weird things that Christians assume are magic spells. Okay. This is the most disturbing thing I've seen right. on Twitter in a long time. Oh, my. And uh, I sent it to these fellas, and Lee mentioned as well, there's, so there's a video clip of this, which... I think collectively none of us made it more than like 15 seconds into because it just got too creepy. So I went and found the written version. So there was some, I don't know, awful, awful meeting of evangelical patriots or something. Uh, and they did a thing called the Watchman Decree, they all oh. read, which is much more like a creed, which there are creeds in Christianity. I'm not sure why they went with decree because that's not what this means but it's like a weird uh even more insane pledge of allegiance that they these like christian nationalists got up and read at something that kenneth copeland was uh sponsoring so i there's a an article from the website boing boing if you were on the internet in like 2004 that may sound familiar they're still going so good for them uh so I, we we found that and then i wanted the fuller version so i clicked the link in that which took me to flashpoint.govictory.com, mm. which is owned by Kenneth Copeland Ministries, so that's on my computer forever. But it is the entire thing of the Watchman Decree, which, let's read through this together. Don't worry, it gets crazy fast. You won't have to sit there many boring parts. As a patriot of faith, already bad. I attest my allegiance first and foremost to the kingdom of God and the Great Commission. That's fine. Secondly, uh-oh, I agree to be a watchman over our nation concerning its people and the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay. That's as normal as it's going to get, folks. Oh, that's not good. Oh, no. Because, <laughs> you, you know, Jed mentioned the idea of, do you think this is a magic spell? And they certainly do. And this is a weird combination of two types of magic spell that, like, right-wing Christians do. One is where they just try to make things sound churchy, which we've covered on the show. There's another one, which is where they try to make things sound legal. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. kind of the, uh, 
you'll see this a lot. Like on if your aunt has ever shared like that Facebook post that goes around in your aunt's kind of circles, like every two years of like, this is official confirmation that I do not give Facebook the uh, legal clearance to use my image and likeness. And like, it's, this is nothing. Yeah. This is not legally binding in any way, but they just think it sounds that way. So we get into a, if we were to write, it would be a very satirical use of the word. Whereas, whereas we, the church are God's governing body on earth. Okay. Also, and I don't know why this is the most disturbing part of that sentence to me. The word body is capitalized. Yeah, it is weird. That's that's a little extra sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas we have been given legal power from heaven and now exercise our authority. That's not true. Whereas we are God's ambassadors and spokespeople over the earth. Mm, no. <laughs> you, like the ambassador thing, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, you, you found a way to make it weird with over the earth, not on the earth, not to the earth, over the earth. Yeah. Whereas through the power of God, we are the world influencers. Not even uh, close. Okay. Like, like not like there there's there's a 15-year-old who flips water bottles who has like a a million times more followers than you. Yeah. Yeah. The the use of the term influence there did make me think of like the seven like six-year-old dudes who were doing this pledge of allegiance in front of a group in ill-fitting boxy suits trying to learn a TikTok dance. Literally, Matt, there's a guy called PewDiePie, and if he sneezes, like like a tenth of the world is watching. Yeah, That's right. He plays video games while saying racist things, is my understanding. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. You guys are not the, the influencers. You're not influencers. Yeah. You can't, you don't play Call of Duty. You don't know the TikTok dances. You don't live in a hype house. You're not influencing anything. Final one of these. Whereas, because of our covenant with God, we are equipped and delegated by him to destroy every attempted advance of the enemy. Uh, wow. That's oh, intense. Okay. Again, none of that's in the Bible. You just kind of threw a bunch of bible words in a thing and put a fake lawyer word in front of it? Yeah. That's not anything. So then it goes to, we make our declarations. Okay. I'm not going to read through all of these, not because they're boring, but because some of them make me sad. We decree that our judicial system will issue rulings that are biblical and constitutional. No, you don't. Yeah, you, you, a, a, you can't decree that. B, um, you can be biblical or constitutional, but most of the time you can't be both. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, dec- we declare that we stand against wokeness, the occult, and every attempt against our nation. Uh, uh, okay. Matt, as our friend Austin White is prone to say, <laughs> yeah, you guys. Yeah, I think they think wokeness comes attached to the clothes their grandchildren buy at the thrift store. Yeah. We decree that the blood of Jesus covers and protects our nation. Nope, that's actual, literal idolatry, friend. <laughs> yeah. We declare that our nation is energy independent. It's not, though. It's like, not. It's, de- it's definitively not. <laughs> you can't declare that there. What I love about the rest of these, and they're insane, that we take back influence at the local levels of our communities. Like it's it's just Christofascism and it's horrifying. But the the other ones, they at least take like a the effort to put the kind of Jesus-y language over their insane political thing. That one's just we want more oil. Yeah. yeah. They didn't even bother to be like, 
we believe that the earth offers the bountiful uh, plentiness of what it just, no, we demand you buy more Saudi oil. It's great. We decree that evil carries no power, authority, or rights in our land, nor over our people. That conflicts with all the other things you said. Yeah. <laughs> and it just kind of goes on like that. Um, so I was recently made aware of a thing through, Look, through I, my wife. Who can grew I, up break, in a very can I break church. in for a second, Matt? Go for I'm it, I'm so sorry. I just want to say that if possible... I am more sad about this than you are because um, I found out pre-recording that you simply read these decrees, and I actually watched the video where oh, wow. thousands of human beings said the lines after the 87-year-old guy said them out loud. Yeah, it has a... Well, from the 10 seconds of it I watched, it has a, it has a real, like, room full of eighth graders who don't want to say the Pledge of Allegiance, that kind of drone and it's it's disconcerting certainly and i bring that up to harmonize with the fact that you called this christo fascism because yeah that's definitely the vibe yeah but sorry sorry tell us the jenna story i just wanted to say i'm sadder than you that's all i wanted to say yeah no it's there's room for all of us and being bummed out by this uh, so I was recently made aware of my wife by my wife who I, i've been aware of my wife for some time i was ah, recently made aware by my wife of a thing that literally happened in the the church and school she went to growing up, which was a pledge of allegiance to the Christian flag. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We know about this. Yes, yeah. Jed and Jed and Lee, who grew up in uh, Southern churches, are giggling along. Yeah, as they're aware of this. I was not. Didn't know that was a thing. And I thought, well, that's insane. And I love that we found a way to be more intrusive, verbose. And creepy than the initial heresy we started out with. Yeah. I can see the flag in my mind's eye. I don't need to Google it. Oh, that's it. not good. It stood right next to the American flag in the sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, again, things that would be too on the nose if you put them in some kind of dystopian fiction. But here <laughs> we are. Dude, we were, we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, but bears repeating. I did a quick Google, and man, uh, Kenneth Copeland is almost a billionaire. Uh, his his net wow. worth is almost a billion dollars, and he's in his eighties. Dude, what what are you doing, man? What why like you could do literally anything else you want? Why are you doing this? Yeah, he is eighty five years of age. You could buy and build a full replica of the Christopher Nolan Batcave. Yeah. Every suit that Batman wore. And you could just be Batman. You get yeah. that giant replica dinosaur he has in the comic that they are too cowardly to put in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> to that to that point, Matt, you could make some scaled down version of Jurassic Park in your backyard. Yeah. You could do anything. Well, if you believed in dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> you could just go to Turks and Caicos and enjoy uh, a nice food and drink. First on Turks, then on Caicos. Then back and forth for a while. This is what I'm saying, man. Why Okay. This? I found a New York Post article 
from 2021, titled, Kenneth Copeland, Wealthiest U.S. Pastor, Lives on a $7 Million Tax-Free Estate. Considered the wealthiest pastor in America, with an alleged estimated net worth of $760 million. Gosh. Televangelist Kenneth Copeland is in hot water after an extensive investigation by the Houston Chronicle revealed he has been living in a tax-free mega mansion worth $7 million paid for, paid for by Texas taxpayers for years. Um, and that brings us to the story from the past weeks that may be second saddest. And it's from our old friend, Sean Fucht. You may remember as a gentleman who was holding many outdoor, um, and then not so outdoor, uh, worship, whatever worship things during sure. the height of COVID. He's a former, uh, Bethel, I think is the one out in California guy. Sure. So he made, he made his bones doing that and he got invited to the white house and the whole thing. And he's talking about COVID being a hoax. And that's not, I'm so beaten down that that's not enough to make me sad anymore. Cause that's just part of the course of these people. Uh, he got written up in rolling stone recently. Which it would be a big get for a you know Christian musician. I'm sure he grew up thinking, dreaming about being in Rolling Stone. Uh, he's in, in it, being uh, all but accused of ripping off people in tax fraud due to his recent five million dollar influx of capital and donations to his nonprofit. In heavy air quotes, of which he is the only employee of and the two homes he recently bought in South Carolina, South, not South Carolina. You don't have to have a lot of money for that. That wouldn't raise any eyebrows. Southern California and five acres in Montana. Well, that, that seems nice. Yeah. Here's a horrifying sentence with his newfound wealth and prominence. Fuked is making direct inroads in Washington, D.C. When the Dobbs draft decision leaked this spring, Fuked raced to the steps of the Supreme Court, joined by Representatives Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert in public worship meant to steal the court's reactionary majority against advocates of reproductive rights. Look, Matt, you've brought up a lot of important things that are horrifying. I'm looking at the picture that you sent me, and this is very small of me, okay? I just wanted to say that out loud, but this is a safe space. Our listeners understand that we're vulnerable on this show. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't think he should be allowed to have that Gibson Hummingbird right there that he's holding. No, that's a good point. he should not. Should that's not. just, no, that's a no. Yes, Lee is referring to the uh, header image from the Rolling Stone article where uh, Fucht is uh, hand on the shoulder of a, I think he's praying, but he looks like he's just desperately hoping to get off stage without peeing. That's Josh Hawley, isn't it? That yep. is noted uh, insurrection fist raiser adder Josh Hawley. Like even Missouri, they got got rid of Josh Hawley, right? Also, well, he's the senator. He was the AG, so they didn't get rid of him, but they wanted him to live somewhere else. Also, <laughs> also Michael Bolton called. He'd like his hair back, Sean. A lot of hair going on. Here's the greatest own in this whole article, where they basically lay out like this guy is fleecing people for millions of dollars, and they they kind of can't come out and say it in the. Fourth paragraph of this article, after printing his name in the headline, in every other paragraph, there's this small parenthetical. F-E-U-C-H-T, which I pronounce his name, parentheses, 
pronounced Foyt. Oh, and here's on. what I'm here to say. No, it's not. Yeah. There's no way I'm calling this dude that. <laughs> um, he hasn't earned that. There is a much funnier pronunciation of his name that we can't say on air, but that's the one I say in my heart. In the Patreon. Yes. In the after hours, in the Discord server. <laughs> so there's all that. And that is, that's been dark. Gentlemen, I, I submit that we close on a lighter note. Please. A, a note about on, the entrepreneurial spirit, about uh, business ideas, services coming to the fore. And to that end, I read from this image found on the internet. Worried about your pets after the rapture? After the rapture pet care, be prepared for the care of your pet. Both of those are trademarked. For just $9.99 per month, you can register your pet to be professionally cared for after you're raptured. Our staff have been hand-selected based upon their love of animals first, but most importantly, to ensure that they are, not, that they are either atheists or non-Christians. <laughs> Call today. Phone Here's the thing, gentle listener. You may say, well, that's clearly a parody. And the, the image is three cats looking out a window where silhouetted souls are being called up into the sky. And there's a time not that long ago when I was thought, well, surely that's a joke. Here's the thing. I, I'm going to go 80-20. This is real. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. And my question about the business model is, when do you pay that $9.99? I think it's like, my, my guess is it's a subscription service that starts now. Yeah. Well, and is it, it like every month you pay for now after you're raptured, your pet gets one month of care? Yeah, but maybe it works like maybe it works on like a uh, like a purgatory scale. So like oh. you know, like your you know, your sins now might equal like a, you know, 100,000 years of purgatory before you enter into the gates of heaven or whatever. So maybe like you're on a on a plan of like 36 months of after the rapture pet care now will equal like you know, 360 years of after the rapture pet care. Assuming that your pet just has like ludicrously long life, you're not worried about it. You're raptured. Totally. Yeah. Apparently, you are still worried about it, which is, is interesting to me. I like the idea of that job interview. <laughs> like, oh, no. Yeah. I love, I love animals. I've, I'm certified. You know, I have pet care. I have lots of dog walking experience on cats my whole life. Like, okay. What would you say the state of your eternal soul is? <laughs> okay. What? Dude, Perfect. this is fantastic. So I like the idea of they're they're really vetting these people, and so they they have like certain tests. They're like, he's a good good father, and if the person being interviewed just goes, yes, he is, and they're like, oh crap! It's like you're a Christian. <laughs> you're out. You're out. You can't work it after the rapture pet care. This is the only instance of someone being discriminated against in the employment sphere. For being Christian in America. They're persecuting yeah. the Christians, Matt. Yeah, we were warned. Maybe that's the whole, the actual whole point is they finally created a thing where they can create Christian persecution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like the idea of, because I, look, I we, we, in our home, we have a, a dog and I really like the dog and everything. We've never been cat people. I'm not a cat person. Cheers to you if you are. But I like the idea of a cat 
saying to the atheist uh, second owner, finally, somebody who <laughs> uh, who gets it. <laughs> You're somebody I can hang out with. Yeah. Well, it is interesting that in the image, it's only cats it from is. their promotional image, which gives weight to the theological theory that all go, all dogs go to heaven. Right. Sure. All dogs will be called up to meet their their masters in the air, and all cats will sit behind, as as Lee said, and said, look out at a world torn apart by war and famine and fire and chaos everywhere, and go, now this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> This really gets to what I enjoy as a cat. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we hope you enjoyed this week's uh, whirlwind tour through all the things we found on the internet in our group text thread that were driving us so crazy. We just had to talk about them in recorded medium. We'll be back next time with your fine questions. You can send in to say that podcast at gmail.com or the slash ask. We'll tell you this song this week. It feels like we, we, we really need a heavy hitter this week after all we've been through. So we're going to give you a Jed worship song oh. recorded live the bridge from years ago called So Here I Am. It's a great one. Oh, yeah, great Thanks for listening. Just yeah. remember, we love you. God loves you. There's nothing you can do about it. If you were looking for accomplishment, then you know I wouldn't stand a chance. But you said you wanted failure, so here I am. You were looking for intelligence, then you know I wouldn't stand a chance. But you said you wanted fools, so here I am. Thank you, God, for love I don't deserve. Thank you, God, for love I did not. But you said you wanted me, so here I am.